night, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here alone for a solo interview episode. Preseason is here, guys. Man, basketball is back. I'm watching live streams of Grizzlies scrimmages. I kept stats and made my own box score because my wife went out of town with the kids for a couple days. I didn't know what to do with myself. It's a dark hole, I guess, I circle back into when, uh, with no family around. But anyway, I've got the fever. It's so exciting. We're going to start having full episodes every week. We have the butter or parquet previews coming up immediately. And then right after that, it is the over-unders. And then after that, it's opening night. Cannot wait. The season starting two weeks early this year. Very exciting. Today's interview was actually recorded over a week ago before Dwayne Wade found a home. We're talking about the Bulls. So Dwayne Wade, yes, did go to the Cavs like most people anticipated. Apparently LeBron James texted him the night Jimmy Butler got traded with a, uh, hey, you up? With the season about to start, something exciting for our Patreon supporters is we will have our fantasy basketball leagues. We will still be doing signups for the next two weeks. We'll be hosting our leagues over at Fantrax.com. We have head-to-head leagues and then the inaugural, the first ever international stack house of pancakes super league for negative fantasy. If you want to get involved with those fantasy leagues and support our show, you're going to be playing with a bunch of other big-time listeners and with John, Chuck, and myself. You can do that by joining the $4 tier of our patrons at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. That helps support the show financially. Any little bit of money we can make off this time investment is incredibly appreciated. It helps us. It energizes us, keeps us going. So we're very much looking forward to starting season four of Fast Break Breakfast in a few weeks. And if you want to be one of those people who supports that happening, go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. My guest today used to be the longtime editor of Yahoo's Ball Don't Lie. That's all I got. Mr. Kelly Dwyer, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. With that on my credit, how can I go wrong? <laughs> yeah, so uh, what, what have you been up to? Uh, having the time of my life, having the summer of my life, uh, hanging out with family, hanging out with friends, traveling a bunch, watching the craziest NBA offseason I can remember since maybe 1996 uh, from afar and uh, just uh, biding my time until uh, until my next step hits, which uh, will uh, be around the time that the season hits. But uh, for now, I'm just having uh, having the time of my life watching this this uh, this nastiness and wonderful players league that we uh, uh, just sort of evolved from afar. Refresh me. What was the summer of 96? Ah, that was, uh, you know, let's trade Vladi Divac to Charlotte in order to uh, uh, clear cap space for Kobe and Shaq. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, let's try to put Reggie Miller and Michael Jordan in New York. But let's instead sign MJ to a $30 million contract along with all sorts of other shenanigans. That's pretty good. As the, as the former editor of Yahoo's Ball Don't Lie, if you can just uh, Google Kelly Dwyer and, and 1996 offseason, there's a full and telling and, and rather sweaty, as I was back then, uh, telling of it. I, I will do that. I actually was. I spent a lot of yesterday Googling Kelly Dwyer. Pretty much all I turned up that someone by that name was murdered like five years ago. 
Yes, that's yeah. That's a thing someone on Twitter or uh, people on Twitter remind me of all the time, and I don't fave it, don't reply to it at all. And uh, I, I suppose in her honor, and I believe there's a various uh, politicians with bad skin dotted throughout uh, Ireland and Australia with the, with the same name, which uh, you know sounds about right. I'm just saying they're they're like the top search results. You got you got you to throw in a Yahoo or, or MBA in there to get the uh, to get I guess your stuff, but um, uh, you know I'll take it over Kelly Dwyer feet, which seems to be the uh, the going rate for anyone with a female or male name as a second <laughs> or third search result. Right after girlfriend, it's feet. So uh, uh, gross, my, America. My, my Google does not autofill that, so I don't know what that says about other people's practices. Uh, <laughs> tell me, uh, where's where's one of the best places you've been in this? Say you, you're taking a summer, kind of doing whatever you want. Visiting friends and family. Oh, goodness, I mean, I, I, honestly, the only place we didn't go in the South was was uh, was Nashville. It was uh, we just uh, hunkered all over the American South in the in the summertime and the heat of the summer, which was you know just shows the level of intelligence I was I'm working through. Uh, we would just you know it's it's hard to say because America is such a wonderful place that is so fantastic to take in without sunglasses on and without earbuds in and without uh, you know a phone blinking back at you. It's it just driving is a joy for me and uh, I would just I have no set place just get in a four-cylinder car that you love and take in this country what I, I don't even know is is that a normal number of cylinders for a car it's it's the most efficient but you know if you got a jeep with eight cylinders go nuts if you it's just whatever you love get out there and have a good time and, and make sure to use your turn signal yeah, I mean, I have a Corolla. Are we talking four cylinders there? I don't know anything about four cars. cylinders. All right, I have a Corolla as well. Two thousand eight, <laughs> hundred twenty thousand miles on it. Love it. That's Beautiful a, car. <laughs> that sounds great. All right. Well, I'm going to focus a lot on the Chicago Bulls. Uh, is that was that the team of your youth? You're from <sighs> Chicago, right? Uh, yes, yes. They, I'm from Chicago and then the suburbs and then the city, and now I live in Indiana. But team of my youth and my twenties, and uh, uh, you know, as it says a lot about me, my thirties so far. Are you going to be one of those people who has sworn off the Bulls? I feel like my entire Twitter timeline is people writing essays like, goodbye, Chicago, now I'm out, or this is it for me, I'm hanging it up. No, certainly not. Their their owner, uh, you know, uh, as far as I can tell, contributes to uh, progressive campaigns. Uh, he he drives a Buick. He he lives of moderate means despite his wealth, and he's a a great fan of baseball. So I can't argue with the man personally. I can only argue with their choices in in ruining a proud basketball franchise. But uh, you know, that's that's what they do. That's their team, and I can just uh, sort of smirk from afar mindful of the fact that they'll never hire me, but that's, that's okay. I will always remain a fan of the red and black. Little has surprised me of late. And, uh, you know, that says a lot about my cynicism that I've been trying to chase away since Conan's speech from 2010 or whatever that was, but no, nothing surprises me and I'm not running away, but it's, it's, it's incredibly difficult being a fan of possibly the worst team in the NBA. Do you think that they are the worst team? I currently, yes, think they are. In terms of structure, yeah, I, unless the Knicks, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I at least trust people in the Knicks organization. Clarence Gaines is a fantastic basketball mind. I, I at least trust, you know, Los Angeles, you know, name, name a, a, a terrible outpost and I can at least find some, uh, uh, you know, golden ring around it. Uh, it. It says a lot that I've I found some silver linings in the Doug Collins era, but I think that might be more of my projecting about the features that I'm going to write as as more than his help with the draft and whatever dookie that they're going to take next uh, June. Yes. So obviously Doug Collins just brought back on and he did seem to be for some people again, not you for others 
kind of the final straw where they're like, you know what, I, I, can't, I can't take this anymore. I think there was a headline. What did I see this headline? I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, it was the SB Nation Bulls blog just saying, like, uh, this is the same dumb stuff the Bulls are always doing or something. Well, so you're okay? Can, can you wrap your brain around Doug Collins coming back or is it just more of the same? I'm as okay as I can be about knowing that I'm going to be driving. God, I sound like the biggest, like I just got my first car or something like that, but here I go again with the road <laughs> I say, allegory. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm driving into traffic that I knew was going to be there at 530 the entire time. It was, a, it was, a, it, Doug Collins's, uh, you know, mindset has been in, in firm set since 2003. So it makes absolutely no – I mean it, all he's going to do is add another voice. I'm not heartbroken that another however many hundreds of thousands of dollars were going to Doug Collins' pocket. He's a good guy. Maybe we'll get to watch him learn on the fly. I doubt it very much, but I'm, I, I'm not going to get apoplectic on Twitter because I've already done that in columns from 2012 and you know, ranting and raving at how he discusses Ben Gordon's jump shots. I, I – it's it's not worth getting angry about, but you know maybe if you are 29, it is worth it. But it, it, nothing's <laughs> going to change with our outrage here. Before. It's always going to be changing the mindset of the people that are going to uh, you know not go to games and not support the teams. But those people aren't people; those are corporations. They don't care as long as there is a stadium there. There will be seats filled in Chicago, and that's just an unfortunate thing. No amount of no amount of empty seats in the second quarter is going to do anything about that. No amount of Twitter outrage. And amazing columns. I'm not putting any of them down, and I faved as much of that stuff as I could because it was all spot on. I'm just saying it's not going to do anything, and let's have some fun with it. That's a that's a great attitude. The the column title from Ricky O'Donnell: "Hiring Doug Collins is the same old garbage from the Bulls." <laughs> He's the best and brightest, and 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 everyone who wants to know anything about the Chicago Bulls, past or present, should be following and absorbing anything that Ricky O'Donnell puts out there. The man is a, is a gem, and I I, I uh, wish him nothing and luck moving forward and having to detail this franchise. All right. Well, I actually got I I got off track with my normal setup and people will get onto me if I don't circle back and cover it. It is our tradition to talk about breakfast on our show. We normally start with it. I got distracted by all the talk of car cylinders. Uh, (laughs) Did you have breakfast this morning, Kelly? I did. What'd you eat? My typical pell-mell way. I had a, uh, I had some almonds in the grand Obama tradition uh, before I did <laughs> my dumb fake yoga in our side yard with my cats. And then later on, after uh, you know the fun from last night had worn off and I grew an appetite, I had my own uh, special uh, uh, sober unemployed guy mix of oatmeal that I've been working on all summer. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just the regular brand of oatmeal with uh, you get some raisins in there. No sugar on those raisins. You don't need anything like that. You get some walnuts. You got to buy that stuff in bulk. You get some uh, chia seeds. You got to buy those in bulk too. Get some ground flax. Now that's tough to do because they are kind of on to me. They realized if they just sell me the regular flax, they can sell the same. It's a whole long thing with me and Kroger. I'll, you get. We'll get into that later. Maybe if there's another podcast. But you get the ground flax. You get the chia seeds. You get a little bit of brown sugar in there. And there, your options abound. You can go with maple syrup. You can go with a little bit of honey. Go with peanut butter. Get some more protein in there. Chunk that in there. I don't care. I went with maple syrup, hot water. Finish it off in the microwave while your while your green tea is sort of stewing. Just whatever the the right word for it is there, and just enjoy yourself a nice dose of cheap hippie protein that uh, you know leaves you pretty well full until about uh, oatmeal time the next day. My own personal hippie alarm was going off, but I wasn't gonna say, I wasn't gonna say anything until you brought it up. That's a lot of ingredients 
I know you, I, I guess you, you have a shopping list when you're buying all these things in bulk. That's a lot of ingredients. I've got a lot of time. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Well, when you were traveling in the South, did you have any special breakfast? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that. I put it in a Ziploc bag and uh, you take <laughs> the cups that the, uh, that the hotel gives to you for coffee and uh, you make coffee for your, your lovely wife who's putting her makeup on and you use the other cup to fill it with the oatmeal that you brought in a Ziploc bag because, again, you've got a lot of time. And, uh, yeah, you just give it some hot water from the coffee machine. You don't, you don't run anything through the coffee machine, not hurt anything. And this, if you do have a microwave, finish it off in that plastic spoon that you get from the desk and, and, and there you go. Egg I, McMuffin, be damned. Continental breakfast, no thank you. I got my own. I'm impressed you are making the most of limited resources. And that brings us back to the Bulls. Is this the most hopeless the Bulls have been in your lifetime? Or, or perhaps we're like the 99 post-Jordan Brent Berry Bulls even more hopeless? Those Bulls were ahead of their time. Jerry Krause just lost his nerve. He should have held on to Brent Barry was a little old to be on that team. He, he came to the NBA a little old, but that team had Jerry Krause and Clarence Gaines, uh, you know, behind the wheel. And that team had draft picks and that's, you know, Orlando was kind of onto it with the whole, uh, you know, burn down the, the, the whatever to save the basketball team. If we're going to horribly, horribly bring up the, uh, you know, Indochina war to, to you know, in, in basketball terms. But that's what Orlando, that's what they called it back then. But Jerry Krause was ahead of it. He burned up the team and put out and, and was ahead of the time figuring out cap space. The 1999 CBA kind of ruined his plans. But no, that team had hope. This team, we don't know. We have no idea. And I can go glass half full with all of it, but but I don't trust the people in this front office. Whereas in 1999, as much as I was at the forefront of ripping on Jerry Krause for all the stuff he did wrong during his time with the Bulls, I was also right there as a uh, sweaty teenager in shouting out about how he did have the biggest basketball brain in the land, about how he knew stuff about the sort of, uh, you know, ability to switch positions that you that it is necessary in 2017. And, and we had that behind the wheel. Oh, God, there you go again. Here comes Johnny Two Horns talking about the road again. You've also uh, mentioned you were sweaty twice now. I don't know oh, if that's well, uh... you know, that's, that's <laughs> it, you know, basketball sweaty, but the Bulls are in trouble because they it you know, it's a different crew that I respect and they've stumbled into great moves before and they could stumble into great ones again. There, there's good basketball people there. There's just no Jerry Krause there to cut through the nonsense. So on this roster right now, even though you have no hope in the ownership or at least the management, is there any hope you are pulling from any of these players? Like, do you think Chris Dunn can be a late bloomer and show more than he showed his rookie season? Are you excited about maybe a Zach Levine era or anything else on the roster? Uh, no, I mean, Dunn can always surprise me. Second and third year guards have made me look foolish before. Excuse me, before, again, that soda water. Holy cow. <laughs> But Levine, I've you know I've seen enough of him. I've seen I've seen him shoot a lot on bad teams before. Nothing against him; it was not his fault. But I've seen what he's going to bring to the table. I'm incredibly curious to see what he can do on a good to great team. I'd love to see him thrown in as that sort of hybrid guard Doug Christie hoped for that 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 people were looking at in Minnesota a couple of years ago. But on the Bulls this year, no, I've seen him pull up from that elbow a million times. I, I don't need to see that in Chicago. And and frankly, no one involved in this needs to see this. And everyone is wasting their time. But that's you know, that's where Kraus got ahead of himself. And that's where this crew, uh, you know, it's they're going to just keep dangling the carrot. And uh, it's 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 no fun for Bulls fans because they've seen this dance before. And Nikola Miritich was just signed after a an extended 
restricted free agency. What are your thoughts on his two-year $27 million deal? It's it's fair value for a guy whom they may have. I mean, Doug McDermott is now on his third NBA team, and God knows how long the Knicks will use him. Nikola got the the worst of of, of uh, you know that Thibodeau era of him being sort of uh, not dispassionate, but just an angry guy that that you know took out his frustrations on some of the pups that uh, that uh, you know Paxson and Foreman brought in. So I I like Nikola. I just wonder if he would have been better served. Uh, going somewhere else, uh, uh, heading somewhere that could have, uh, you know, that they would have. But for all we know, Fred Hoiberg has been talking in his ear all summer. And for all we know, Hoiberg, you know, people do grow at that age and, and Hoiberg's age as coaches and as executives, so I suppose. And, uh, you know, we could see good things moving forward for him in that offense. But, you know, it's going to be on a team that is shooting for 20 wins. It's a, it's a who cares situation when this guy's entering his prime, which is kind of sad. I, I like Meritage. I feel like he has a lot of value. I see Chicago fans always being or grumbling about him. And when this deal came out yelling like, Oh man, like there they go again, like being upset about the deal. He's a guy who I'm actually one of my hopes as a, someone not connected to the bulls, just a league pass junkie for the bulls this year. One of my hopes is watching hopefully Meritage get regular playing time, maybe, you know, 28, 30 minutes a night because in his first few years, like, when he gets 30 minutes, he puts up great numbers. I don't know. I'm not watching every Bulls game, so I don't know how effectively he's doing that. But I'm hoping he actually maybe just can become a featured guy and we see some regular minutes and we see what he is. Like, do you think there's a chance of that happening or is he going to be stuck behind Bobby Portis and or playing the three? It's the most shocking thing that, oh, my God, knocked me over with a feather that when players play more longer and, and more consistent minutes, their per minute stats are in, uh, increase are, are much better. That's significantly better, but better doesn't mean you should play everyone 48 minutes or 40 minutes, but you figure out who you should. And if you're going to be paying this guy 27 million, it's, it appears that he should be one of those guys. And the other knock me over with a feather thing is that people <laughs> tend to do well in, in environments that, that, that give, that allow them the opportunities to create. And, you know, so far he's been a, a, just a litany of bad habits since he's entered the NBA because he's trying to be a bit player. They did not bring him over to be a bit player and they are not paying him like a bit player right now. And it's time to, uh, you know, stop turning this, making this guy a one or two trick specialist because no one's falling for those pump fakes anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's not just his per minute, like his his shooting percentages are incredibly better, you know, when, when he's getting that long tick on, on the court. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying he you know he, he goes from eight points a game to like fifteen points a game. Can like, you imagine you're six foot whatever he is. So when you extend to the top of your reach, your your fingertips basically touch the rim, and you have to warm up for the game and talk to the press, and then you come out and you run and you shoot some BS layups, and then you go sit for a while, and then you have to come out at that height and catch a pass, and your first shot you know, five out of 10 times is going to be lining up a shot from that 10 foot angle from 25 feet away. That's insane. Yeah. And that's his role. That's, that's tough. And uh, yeah, when you warm into it and when you get that, you know, that motion going for you early and consistently, you can be a better player. It's the trick is finding those better players. They're paying him as one. So let's see the guy roll. So moving to things that I think actually maybe bulls fans can grab some hope with, uh, Laurie Markkinen looked awesome at Eurobasket after looking very bad at Summer League. So is there excitement around Laurie Markkinen, what he can bring? For me, if you're asking me, certainly. 
is she exactly what this clogged toilet needs? Uh, it was going to be clogged with or without Mr. Wade around. Uh, yeah, some sort of spacing that has not, you know, that has been in short supply. Um, you know, the Bulls badly need it, and it's another toy for the supposed arsenal of Fred Hoiberg's that I was not privy to see at Iowa State because I was too focused on whatever dumb NBA game was going on at the time. Um, but that maybe he could turn him into something special. And, you know, you're only counts. You look great. Look great on my phone. He's going to be a fine player. The hope is, as with all things Chicago, is that they're not going to turn him into this. Okay, now the white guy's coming in. Now everyone stare at him while he lines up a 25-footer and lets obsess when he only hits one out of three in some day. They're going to need to get him in the flow. They're going to have to treat him like an athlete and not some golden boy to come in there and just pop off from 25 feet. You know, Doug McDermott is a good athlete. You know, Nikola Mirotic is a good athlete. They need to get these guys spinning instead of spotting up. Are there any other guys on the on the roster that you're really anticipating seeing contributing this year? Or you just want to see what they're going to do. I'm, you know, I'd like to see what the heck kind of basketball player Bobby Portis is. That's the easy answer. I'd like to see what kind of. I mean, I. I want to see what Fred Hoiberg does, frankly. I want to see this blank slate. I'm interested to see what Doug McDermott does in, in New York. Now that I've said his name three times, I might as well bring him up. I'm, inter- I'm not interested to see where Taj Gibson goes in Minnesota, but I'm interested to see always to see where these players, how they do after getting in the, away from the clutches of Thibodeau and getting away from the clutches of what were a pretty nasty first couple of years of Hoiberg. Both in terms of the veteran influence, we can be fair, It was their ranker was well-earned and deserved, but also with, you know, whatever kind of coach Fred Hoiberg is. I'm, I'm anxious to see what Fred Hoiberg does, given this open field and, and, and what he's going to run in his own personal Iowa. <laughs> is there any difference between Fred Hoiberg and Tim Floyd? Um, Tim Floyd's a nice man, but Tim Floyd's a shyster. Tim Floyd's a good guy. Tim Floyd's good to everyone. Tim Floyd can talk basketball, knows basketball. Tim Floyd is not a basketball coach. Tim Floyd uh, should have sold shoes. He would have been great <laughs> at it. Uh, instead, he made his millions and he got on TV and he did a great job. And 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 but no, there's something there in Hoiberg. We just don't know if it's going to come out in this setting. So you th- you're you're more optimistic. You think you think Hoiberg has something to offer. We just haven't seen it yet. Certainly not. I just have oh. no choice to be. <laughs> so yeah, just Stockholm syndrome. You're just gonna... not, not necessarily. It's just I believe that I found this out af- afterward with with Floyd. So I could be made, be mistaken the making the same mistakes with with Hoiberg than I did with him. But with Floyd, it's an empty suit. With Hoiberg, we don't know that yet. We're yeah. not. I'm not sure yet. I'm not really ready to sign off on that. He's an empty suit with an open collar. So difference. <laughs> My favorite Nick Cave album. <laughs> um, Dwayne Wade got bought out. Uh, he's now on the market. Uh, whenever this releases, perhaps he will have found a home. Do you have any favorite memories of, of the one year and $40 million that Dwayne Wade made off the Chicago Bulls? No. I absolutely not. I mean, the, the, the go-to was the layups that he missed on a Saturday night while we were all groaning in front of our TV. <laughs> no, he, he, it was, it was clear from the outset. I have, I have, you know, the, um, <laughs> the idea that the rebound relationship thing that I ran into the ground on Twitter last year is, you know, that's tired because it's something beyond that. I, you know, I, I thought of about three tweets in the gloaming last night before I went off to bed that I thought about writing but couldn't write because it's it's hard to encapsulate right now. It's it's not quite a rebound relationship. It's just, you know, it's a 14-month span that was just 
full of it was just a nasty year in, yeah. in general with the Bulls, not just what else is going on. And he was part of that. And and it's you know, it's going to take a few years where we're going to be able to look back on it and, and figure out just why everyone seemed so desperate when it appears that Paxson and Foreman are in no danger of losing their jobs anytime soon. So the basketball spark that they saw in a lineup featuring Wade and Rondo, forgetting the whole Miami thing, forgetting the stardom thing, just in basketball terms, we have so much to figure out that I, I just don't know how to characterize it uh, outside of an expected mess. And are, do you take anything away from the playoff series where the first two games going up 2-0 on the Celtics? No, no, those were those are good basketball players. Those are very good basketball players that underperformed as a unit throughout the year. The fault of their own, the fault of coaching, the fault of of uh, you know that could have been a better basketball team, uh, even with all the limitations due to spacing. Uh, you know, a, a better coach or at least a more uh, confident coach could have done better things with that team. So I, you know, I would not have been surprised. And Boston was not your typical Bafo top seed. So. You know, in a vacuum, one and eight, maybe. But no, I, I watched too much of both of those teams last year to 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 be, you know, too crazed about it. It's it's. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm giving up on anything and don't respect the uh, the people involved. It's just a thing that happened. Speaking of not giving up on people, the Pelicans salary dumped Quincy Pondexter to the Bulls. But then uh, Chris Haynes on ESPN wrote a really in depth harrowing article about Quincy Pondexter's medical scares and now he's bounced back and all that preseason uh, peak offseason talk of now he's 100% healthy was in there. What what percent are you buying in on the uh, healthy Quincy Pondexter? I'm sure he'll figure out a way to, you know, to sneak in those minutes. And the trick is for him to be a Lafonso Ellis type at the, you know, at the end of his career. And when we all expected those, you know, we, we Every so often you do get those players, whether it's knees or whether it's Achilles or it's usually not feet, but you do get those players that you left for dead and they come back and they get like a good year and a half or something like that. And, and I mean a good year and a half. I don't just mean a gig. So uh, maybe he's one of those guys. I don't know. Uh, you know, the, not the biggest fan of his game before them, but if he can give them a mild Marvin Williams, that's that'd be wonderful at that price. Yeah. I'm a Grizzlies fan. I'm a huge not fan of Quincy Pondexter. I, 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 the, the, the great stretch he had on the Pelicans uh, where everyone was like, man, that's a great 3 and D guy. Like, he was awful for the Grizzlies most of the time outside of the Spurs series where they got swept and he actually hit his shots. Like That was like the defining feature everyone remembered. And I was always like, no, he was killing us. He was a clank fest in spite of repeated chances. Yeah. Which he'll get this year. Yeah. But- you know, sometimes these things work better for people that have to work on that upper body during their time off. I am uh, whatever. It's another thing that I'll have to be, I'll have to saunter through wondering why this guy got 34 minutes last night. All right. A couple more things to wrap up. Can you put your finger on your least favorite bulls transaction of the last say, Oh, I don't know. You can put it on any amount of time. I was gonna say the last three years. Uh, you know, Rondo tips the scales because it goes beyond basketball and I don't want to dwell on that too much, but, uh, you know, I, if for Rondo to be, to have to have that realization in his life, that late in life, I, I'm not a fan of that, but that, you know, that for now, that's as much as I want to say in terms of transactions, uh, you know, the McDermott trade was ridiculous. The McDermott <laughs> trade to hand to Doug McDermott to Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. Even though he's a 32-year-old senior coming out of college or whatever he was, 
you know, in Thibodeau's uh, last year, whatever it was, to just, get, you know, you basically kind of ruined that guy's career and you overpaid for him, obviously. And you had, listen, when Kirk Heinrich was drafted, this, the, the you know, the, the AOL IMs went a <laughs> they went nuts and all the blog comments went nuts because it was another white guy. This was Paxson's first draft and it was another. Here comes Mark Randall. So Chicago has been doing this for a while. And Kirk Heinrich was a darn good player. When Doug McDermott hit, that was that was just, oh, God, maybe maybe the whole Keith Bogans thing. Maybe that was the players. Maybe that was Thibodeau. Maybe that wasn't. Oh, God, did I really write a column saying he should have won general manager of their executive of the year over Riley in 2011? Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> that was when. And nothing against McDermott. Nothing against whatever players that, that, that you know, that, that were lost in that opportunity. Nothing. They could have been duds. It's just that idea that this team is one straight line shooter away, but then trade for 28 year old Kyle Kohler. Yeah. I'm gonna have to Google Mark Randall. I don't know. That. I don't know. I don't know who that is. You'll, you'll enjoy the haircut at the very least, <laughs> and the exposed white thigh. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Finally, when I was googling your name, trying to find out more about you, I came across a Reddit AMA from three years ago, and you answered the question: Why can't the Eastern Conference have nice things? Can you give me a 2017 update on why can't the Eastern Conference have nice things? Because this league. <laughs> We will never be able to bottle this league up. We and the fact that half of those teams just happen to coalesce in the Eastern Conference, we're never going to be able to figure this league out. And and the fact that these players just happen to be going over the Mississippi, I mean, you know, the East was dumb when it acquired Carmelo Anthony, and the East was dumb when it got rid of Carmelo Anthony, and that's just what happens when you have these sort of corporate types running these, you know, these. You know, it's just what happened. They're the, uh, you know, they're the, a lot of the original six are out here, so to speak. So it's, it's, it's hot. You have to look at each team individually and the same people that traded for everyone that, that ran the 2004 finals and all the Eastern conference finals, the years that followed were all the same people that hamstrung Detroit so much that Jeff Bauer and Stan Van Gundy, two remarkable basketball individuals can't pull them out of the muck low these many years later it's just each team has a case-by-case tale of woe and it just all seems to happen because they have a w in their call letters instead of a k (laughs) three years ago you said uh, a confluence of poor ownership and gming mixing with injuries and new smart gms taking over for bad gming just a bad 15 years it's not bad bad 18 years now so And figures to be longer. It's going to be so much fun. But, uh, you know, this time next year, I, I uh, you know, my, I may have a K in, in front of my name because it's, it, you know, it's getting harder and harder to, to, to focus in on those seven o'clock games. And, uh, you know, it, when the Wizards are just are dull as dishwater until May and, uh, you know, the best and the brightest is out there. But in the meantime, same story as it always is. Let's have fun without getting too nasty. And let's find the good things in what we have in New York. And let's have fun with Ennis Gander and the Big Apple and seeing what Clarence James and Steve Mills possibly is a basketball executive. Let's see what Doug Collins can do now that his self-professed woke. You know, all of us say dumb things <laughs> when we're on a microphone. I've been doing it for the last 20 minutes. So, you know, let's just find some uh, some intriguing bits to get us through, uh, you know, this uh, this gnarly conference that's just been uh hasn't been a millstone though yeah i I mean my league pass rankings are all i think bad eastern conference teams when everyone (laughs) whenever anyone says like oh my league pass rankings uh i got the thunder 
And then <laughs> Warriors like, well, yeah, they're on TV. That doesn't count. Like, I really want to see what the Magic roll out in their horrible, horrible season. Like, I'm looking forward to actually watching this Bulls games at least for a, at least for a few uh, a few nights. And then I'll probably be like, no, I don't. I got I got this. There's uh, <laughs> no end in sight. That's the Chicago end. Bulls 2017-18. That's and, right. Uh, I, I got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Kelly, thanks so much for taking time to come on the show. Anything you need to plug or tell people where you're at online? Uh, yeah, just follow me at Katie on Hoops at Twitter. And uh, just big announcements coming soon about uh, how much fun we're going to be having uh, in the future and beyond and uh, how to how to latch on to that. Um, and in the meantime, thanks for having me on and everyone enjoy this. Uh, everyone enjoy the continuing dog days of the NBA offseason. Oh yeah. Best off season ever. All right, Kelly. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Promise. Cheers. All right. Thanks to Kelly for coming on. Make sure you follow him on Twitter to see where he pops up next. If you want to get more Fast Break Breakfast, once again, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. If you join the $4 a month tier, you can enter one of our fantasy leagues. We will have, I think, exciting prize packs for those, including some specialized Fast Break Breakfast gear, some, some starting lineup figurines, and whatever else we can scrounge up in the next few months. All right, you can follow us on Twitter at Fast Break Break. Like us on Facebook. Write an iTunes review, please. Five stars. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being G&G. Fast Break Break, man. You understand?